Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, credential reporter for SB Nation. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And ladies and gentlemen, please remember to follow Believe in the Rockets on Twitter at Believe in Rockets. And if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast streaming services, please be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave a five star review or any review for that matter. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to start a new series here on Believe in the Rockets. The Rockets are 47 games into the 2022 season. They're 14 and 33. And I understand a lot of people might look at the Rockets from a standpoint and and think to themselves that this is another lost season. And I agree to a certain extent, 45 games into the year, you're, you're, you're past the halfway mark of the NBA season, and you have the worst record in the Western Conference. And when you look at the NBA as a, as a whole, you take all 30 teams, the only <laughs> two teams that has a worse record than the Rockets are the Detroit Pistons and the Orlando Magics. And I think the Magic are 9 and. 35 somewhere along those lines but they definitely have the worst record in the league but when you don't look at this season from a standpoint of wins and losses especially when you consider that I think a lot of people including myself had the rocket ceiling as a play-in tournament it's kind of hard to take positive things out of what we are seeing from the Rockets this season however there are a lot of positivity that you can take from the Rockets this season. And one of, if not the main thing I will say that you can take from this season is the fact that this is a year where the Rockets actually took time to nurture and develop their young guys. And that is important because going into this season, Raphael Stone, Steven Silas, and the whole Rockets organization, of course they want of, of course they want to win. They do not want to be on several losing streaks throughout the entire season. Yes, they would love to compete. Yes, they would love to win. But at the same time, they understood that they are in this early stages of a rebuild. And the only way they can get back to that playoff caliber team, the only way they can maybe one day get back to that championship contention team is to develop the young and talented guys that they already have on the roster today. And ladies and gentlemen, over the next couple of episodes, I actually want to take time and break down 
how the Rockets are developing these young players. And on today's episode of Believe in the Rockets, two guys that I want to highlight, Josh Christopher and Kevin Porter Jr. And before we jump into Josh Christopher, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all betting sports action for 2022. It's a new year, which means there's also a new updated desktop and mobile website. So go over to betonline.ag, sign up today, and you will receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all of these amazing offers for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Bet online is where the game starts. And ladies and gentlemen, when I talk about the Rockets development, I actually want to start with Josh Christopher. And it's because of what I'm seeing from Josh Christopher is part of the reason why I will say that the 2022 season is going to be a very successful year for the Houston Rockets. Because now let me be the first one to say this. When the Rockets drafted Josh Christopher with their first pick of the 2021 NBA draft, I personally did not expect much from Josh Christopher. As a matter of fact, guys, I thought Christopher would actually be a guy who would spend most of the season down in the G League. But because he is a young guy coming into a team that really needs his services, the the minutes that he is able to gain as of right now, that is going to do wonders for him, not just for him as an individual player, but more so for the Rockies rebuild. And guys, like I mentioned early on in this show, developing the Rockets young talents is part of the reason why they are on the right track to have a very successful rebuild. And when I take a look at a guy like Josh Christopher, I'm looking at a guy who isn't just going out there just to play basketball on the NBA level. He isn't going out there just because the Rockets are actually trying to develop this young guy. This is a guy who is developing into, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there, a very reliable two-way player. There has been times throughout this season when I take a look at Josh Christopher, especially over the past month or so, He kind of gives me, and you guys can let me know if you agree or disagree with this statement, but he kind of reminds me of Jeff Green, a guy who can use his athleticism in a variety of different ways. And not only that, he is also developing into a really solid defender. And when the team needs him to do so, he can actually put the ball in the basket. And One of the games that I can actually point to and say this is why the development of the Houston Rockets is important because, look, I don't care what type of legendary player you have on your roster. Everybody need a two-way caliber player who can 
score when needed, but most importantly, defend at all times. And I can really see Josh Christopher developing into that. And one of the games that I would like to highlight is the Rockets win during their very successful five-game road trip where they went three and two. They should have went four and one, but Steph Curry decided to hit his first buzzer-beating shot on the Rockets. And look, I know that's another conversation for another day, but when you go back and you take a look at that five-game road trip, mainly the Rockets win over the Utah Jazz. Josh Christopher only played 17 minutes, and he only scored six points. And on paper, you might think to yourself, oh, that's not really much. 17 minutes, you only score six points. But it's what he did in those 17 minutes is why his development is very crucial for not just him but this organization you go back and you take a look at that game or any game as a matter of fact Josh Christopher is the one who is closing in the gap when the opposing team is trying to penetrate to the basket it's Josh Christopher who is running out trying to contest an open three it's Josh Christopher on the court who is talking to his players on the defensive side of the ball because he is trying to establish that voice as a defensive anchor and look this is this is what I love to see, and this is what I wanted to see from the Rockets this year. And I understand no one knows what Christopher Ceiling is going to be, but if he continues to develop the way he is, <laughs> this young man is going to be extremely special moving forward. And look, I, I understand with him being on the court alongside Christian Wood, Jalen Green, um, Kevin Porter Jr., Eric Gordon. There's a lot of times the Rockets do not need his, his scoring, but he has showcased the ability when one of those players go down, when one of those players or both uh, or two of those players have an off night, he can actually be a scoring threat coming off the bench. And that is why I say he kind of reminds me of Jeff Green in a way, because just like Josh Christopher, if you go back and you take a look at that young Oklahoma City team when they had – James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. Jeff Green was the guy who was basically, I'm not going to call him the heart and soul of the team, but he was part of the reason why that young core was so good because he was able to step up in a variety of ways, just like Josh Christopher on nights where Westbrook, Harden, or Durant didn't have it going on the offensive end. Green was right there to fill in the hole when and it wasn't when he was always a guy, a solid defensive guy. Hell, we saw that here during the 2019-20 season when the Rockets had him for that short amount of time. He is a reliable guy you can always depend on on both sides of the court. And I really do believe that is what Josh Christopher is turning into. And look, by the way, given Christopher's ability to shoot the ball, the improvements that he has shown, throughout this season he might end up being a better version of Jeff Green and like I keep mentioning the development of these young guys in 2022 is going to be the reason why this team along with Steven Silas is just going to continue to get better over time and that is why Josh Christopher's development is one of the guys that I want to highlight but up next I actually want to take a moment the next guy that I want to highlight in terms of their development, and I'm going to just go ahead on the record and say this. He might be my favorite player on the team, Kevin Porter Jr. 
I, I'm, I, I love what I'm seeing out of KPJ, and I can't wait to get into his development and why his, his improvements that we are seeing over the last couple of weeks is part of the reason why the Rockets made a excellent decision or, or at least an excellent mutual decision to not play John Wall this year. But Kevin Porter Jr. has really turned the corner over the last couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about that next. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. So in the first segment, I talked about the development of Josh Christopher. And at first, I kind of wanted to keep this as rookie and rookie. Next episode, do sophomore and sophomore in terms of developing. But I think I might go rookie, sophomore, rookie, sophomore. And I think the one of, if not the most, the, the best development that I have seen throughout the 2022 season has been Josh Christopher's in terms of the rookie class. Because like I mentioned, I did not expect Josh Christopher to establish himself as an important attribute for the Rockets this early in his career. But of course, when you take a look at, I'm going to go ahead on and say it, second year guys, and yes, technically Kevin Porter Jr. has been in the league for three years, but as a matter of fact, during the five-game road trip, I think against the game against the San Antonio Spurs, Kevin Porter Jr. had just cracked his 100th game of his career, which makes him technically a sophomore here, <laughs> but I say all that just to say the next guy that I want to point out is Kevin Porter Jr. And before I get into his development and what I'm seeing from him so far this season, so many people kind of, I don't want to use the term bash KPJ, but I think a lot of people, including myself to a certain extent, I think we put I think we kind of judge KPJ unfairly in terms of somebody like a Jalen Green or a Josh Christopher or hell, even like Armani Brooks or, or Kenya Martin Jr. And of course, we're going to talk about those guys on, on another installment of Believe in the Rockets. But I think for, for Rockets fans, Rockets reporter, when we sit here and we look at KPJ, I think we, one, got too caught up in the James Harden comparison and I also believe that after he dropped 50 points in Tennessee in a win against the Milwaukee Bucks last year, I think we was too quick to say we want that consistently. But we never, we never had an opportunity to really sit down and, and think to ourselves that this is a young man who, you know, due to a couple of unfortunate situations, he is just now starting to find his niche in the NBA. Like I just mentioned, this man has just surpassed his 100th game of his career. He is still a sophomore in this league. He's only 21 years old. And we kind of viewed him as in a guy we can possibly think could rush or speed up this rebuilding process, because let's face it, even though we all have accepted the Rockets rebuild, we still don't want to be at the bottom of the league. I understand it. But Kevin Porter Jr. over the last 
over the last couple of weeks, over the last two months, we have seen the best version of this young man. And when you take a look at Kevin Porter Jr., mainly more so after he came back from the thigh injury that he had the first go round, he has really found his niche in the NBA. And when you take a look at that five-game road trip, he is really starting to play like a true starting point guard, at least of the standards of 2022. Because like I mentioned time and time again here on Believe in the Rockets, <laughs> whatever traditional point guard that you have, do not judge KPJ by that. Judge KPJ by the modern day point guard that we saw for what four and a half years here with James Harden when we had Mike D'Antoni as the head coach but Kevin Porter Jr. his development I am happy by what I'm seeing and when you take a step back and you look at what this young man has been able to do I do not Well, one, let me say that I still don't understand the unfair criticism. And two, and most importantly, I do not understand how can you, how are you able to see where this man has been able to develop and not be excited about how much better he's going to continue to be? Because during this five-game road trip, Kevin Porter Jr. averaged 18 points, six and a half assists per game, And of course, as we all know, he scored not one, but two clutch baskets that helped the Rockets pick up a win against the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio and against the Sacramento Kings that second go around in Sacramento. But as we sit here and we talk about Kevin Porter Jr. as the offensive juggernaut that he is starting to become, especially in the clutch, what gets lost in the shuffle is KPJ's defense. And when I sit here and I take a look at a player who is developing into a true two-way player, there's a possibility the Rockets could literally have two of those guys on their roster. I just talked about Josh Christopher, and the other one is definitely going to be Kevin Porter Jr. And as a matter of fact, I did not just notice this over the last five games. I've been noticing this about Kevin Porter Jr. As a matter of fact, the first time I noticed Kevin Porter Jr.'s defense came during the first of the two-game series against the Los Angeles Lakers early on this year. And there were times where KPJ, look, He's not the LeBron stopper. And I think I said this here on this show once before. He's not the LeBron stopper. But there was moments where he did record a stop on LeBron James. And when you, of course, when you talk about LeBron, you're talking about one of, if not the greatest player to ever step on the NBA floor. But it wasn't just LeBron. This is something that he has been doing all season long. And in their recent game, in their loss against the Golden State Warriors, Kevin Porter Jr. made the night a living hell for Steph Curry. He guarded Steph Curry for most of the game, and Curry shot 6 for 21, 4 for 13 from behind the arc. And why is that? It's because Kevin Porter Jr. was a bit of a nuisance (laughs) to one of the, not even one of, the greatest shooter of all time. And He recorded four steals, and one of those four steals came by picking the pocket of Steph Curry. 
when you talk about a player's development, when you talk about a player's improvement, when you talk about what these young guys can actually become, as I sit here on January 24, 2022, talking to you guys in the return of Believe in the Rockets, Porter might have, if not the highest, the second highest ceiling of all of these young guys that we are seeing. And yes, I understand there's also Elperin, Shagoon, and of course the one guy who might have a higher ceiling that Kevin Porter Jr. as of right now is Jalen Green. And after what I've been seeing from that young man, I've seen, I'm expecting big things for him once he really developed himself in this league. So that's Kevin Porter Jr. in terms of his defense. But there are also two other aspects of Kevin Porter Jr.'s game that I'm starting to see improve a lot. And to be honest with you guys, most of it doesn't even have to do with his play in terms of him scoring the basketball or facilitating. Well, one of them is kind of facilitating. But first and foremost, Kevin Porter Jr. is consistency. Ever since he came here to the Houston Rockets, which was what? a little bit over a year now, uh, coming up on a year. That was my only knock against KPJ, was his ability to be consistent. There, there would be games where KPJ scored 25 points and dish out eight assists and have like five rebounds. And then the very next day, the very next game, he will only score, let's say, five points dish out two assists and doesn't and doesn't record a rebound over this last month or so i have seen kevin porter jr play a lot more consistent in his production and his play and that is another important attribute for the rockets in terms of developing their young players because i think we can all agree that kevin porter jr is if not the most important, arguably no lower than the second most important young guy on this roster. I mean, hell, you could debate Alperin Shagoon, but outside of Jalen Green, I do not see another young player on this roster who is more important to the Rockets' future than Kevin Porter Jr. And another important development that I'm seeing from Kevin Porter Jr. is his ability to take care of basketball. During the first, what, six to 10 games of the regular season, Kevin Porter Jr. was struggling. And Porter himself said that he was getting too caught up in trying to be the quote-unquote traditional point guard, and he wasn't playing scoot basketball. And for those of you who don't know, scoot is actually um, Kevin Porter Jr.'s nickname. But he said that he was getting too caught up in trying to be the traditional point guard and he was thinking too much on the court now it's part of the reason why one we saw a lot of inconsistency in his play but two most importantly part of the reason why he had a hard time taking care of the basketball I mean through the first what six to ten to twelve games of the NBA season this was a guy who was averaging somewhere in the ballpark of five and a half turnovers in the month of January alone this has been the best we have seen Kevin Porter Jr. facilitate the basketball. This has been one of, if not the best, we have seen Kevin Porter Jr. make smart decisions with the basketball. And it's part of the reason why in the month of January, Kevin Porter Jr. is only averaging two and a half turnovers a game. This young man is really starting to come along. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, I get it. I understand it. 
it sucks that the Rockies have one of the worst, well, the third worst record in the league. Maybe if they win tonight against the San Antonio Spurs, they could possibly have the fourth worst record in the league. But when I take a look at these two players in Kevin Porter Jr. and Josh Christopher, their development is part of the reason why it was so important for the Rockets to actually develop their young guys, especially a guy like Kevin Porter Jr. And it's part of the reason why, regardless of everything that has been said about the Rockets not playing John Wall, regardless of everything that has been said about John Wall wanting to come back, regardless of all of that, this is why it was important for the Rockets to prioritize development over winning games, over winning games as right now, which probably get them at best in no man's land and playing John Wall. Then the development of a Kevin Porter Jr. would have taken longer or it probably may not have came. This is why it was smart for Raphael Stone and the Rockets organization to make that decision with John Wall. I don't see an issue winning. And I'm not going to lie at times throughout the losing streak and stuff, there was moments where I was like, Hmm, maybe John wall should come back. But when you take a look at development of a guy like Kevin Porter jr. And on the next episode, we're going to talk about the development of a Jalen green. And of course we're going to, we're going to have to look at Jalen green's development a little bit different than a Kevin Porter jr. Because we do not have past history in terms of his performance on the NBA level to go off of. But Jalen Green has showcased a lot of improvements throughout his rookie season, just like Kevin Porter Jr. But I don't think there's nobody on the Houston Rockets roster as of right now who has made major strides, especially continuously throughout the season. Yeah, there have been guys throughout this season where we can honestly sit here and say they are playing smarter, they are playing better than what we saw from these guys last year. But Kevin Porter Jr. is continuously getting better, and I love to see that. But ladies and gentlemen, before closing out this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, we're actually going to take a moment and go over the latest news regarding John Wall and whether or not he is on his way to Los Angeles. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24 and Believe in the Rockets at Believe in Rockets. Ladies and gentlemen, we all know the story. John Wall has not and will not play for the Houston Rockets anymore. And he is currently in Miami working out, staying in shape and most likely hoping and praying that the Rockets put together a find a trade partner, one where he can actually be in a good situation and two, one who would be willing to take on his contract. And before moving on, I want to give Raphael Stone a shout out because, and, and, and like I just mentioned, there, there's been times where throughout the losing streak and stuff, I thought to myself, did the Rockets make a, mistake not playing John Wall but winning was not a priority for this organization in 2022 the development of their young guys was the most important attribute for this team and I just talked about two guys who I think made the most improvements the most development in Josh Christopher and Kevin Porter Jr and especially in KPJ's 
standpoint, I don't think we would have seen that growth out of him if John Wall was on the court. As a matter of fact, and I know you guys heard me say this before, I think the dynamic between having Wall, who is a ball-dominant point guard, and having Kevin Porter Jr., who is developing into this quality starting point guard, it, it didn't mix well last season. But I say all that just to say, there were times where the Rockets organization and Raphael Stone in particular got a bad rap for sitting a healthy John Wall to the side in order to develop their young guys. But I want to give kudos to him and the Rockets because they could have literally shipped John Wall to any situation. They could have gotten hurry up and got a, 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 a first round pick back from, I don't know, Dallas or whatever the case might be or you know I'm, I'm gonna pick a team that's a little bit worse than Dallas hell let's say the Sacramento Kings um you know they could have shipped him to any of the non-playoff teams just to a hurry up get off his contract and b just to get a quick draft pick back but Stone and the Rockets organization actually want to put John Wall in the best situation for himself and, and I like that. And I think this organization has gotten a bad rap on sitting in healthy John Wall. But I like I said back then, and I'm, I'm going to repeat it again, I get it. I understand it to a certain extent. And I like the fact that Raphael Stone and even John himself, both parties are not trying to rush the situation and the Rockets are going into the situation with Wall's best interest in mind. But I say all that just to say um, the latest report that came out on yesterday is <laughs> John Wall could be going to Los Angeles. Either the Clippers or the Lakers, of course, prior to yesterday's news, which was reported by Kelly Eco of The Athletic. Um, the Clippers have shown interest in Wall. But that is the one of, if not the main team, who is a little bit hesitant to take on Wall's contract, especially considering that they have two max players on their roster who are currently not playing at the moment due to injuries. But another team in Los Angeles who nine times out of 10 might make a play for Wall are the Los Angeles Lakers. And as we all know, the Lakers have been one of, if not the most disappointing team in the NBA this season. <laughs> and it's ironic because if a deal was to go down, it would involve the Rockets and the Lakers swapping wall for Russell Westbrook and a first round draft pick. And if I remember Kelly Eco's report correctly, which I'm pretty sure I do, um, it states that the Rockets would like to obtain the Lakers 2027th first round pick. And the Lakers are kind of a little bit hesitant to send that the Rockets way, especially considering it doesn't matter how well LeBron James is playing. He cannot still be playing at that high level come 2027. Anthony Davis, he's already looked like a shell of his former self. And of course, we all know Russell Westbrook will be long gone by then. And that will probably be a end up being a very reliable draft pick. And I could kind of see why the Rockets might want that, because even let's say, what was that? five years down the line if the Rockets don't end up using that 2027 draft pick because we know the Lakers nine times out of ten will be in a rebuilding rebuilding stage themselves 
that pick could be very, very valuable. And that could net the Rockets a really good player down the line, but that's way down in 2027. But I say all that just to say the latest news regarding John Wall and whether or not he's going to get traded before the February 10th trade deadline. The Clippers are interested, but they don't want to take on the contract. Lakers could be interested and they can flop him for Russell Westbrook and attach a first round draft pick. Um, and I understand Russell Westbrook coming back to Houston is not ideal, especially when you talk about a team who has prioritized developing young players. But I've been told that if a deal like that was to go down, the Rockets and Russell Westbrook would agree on a buyout, which will make Russell Westbrook a free agent. And when you look at a first ballot Hall of Famer in Russell Westbrook, who at that moment will be pushing his fifth team in the span of what? three to four season, that is not a good look. And I'm hoping that we are not seeing the sad end to Russell Westbrook's career because he is struggling in Los Angeles. He should have stayed in Washington. He struggled here in the city of Houston. And we all know the story about him with Oklahoma City, which if you ask me, I kind of wish he would have stayed in Oklahoma City because I hate to see Russell Westbrook go down like this. So if the Rockets and the Lakers agree to a trade, they're probably going to agree to it with the with the anticipation of buying Russell Westbrook out of his contract and letting their future Hall of Famer once I don't want to say beloved Houston Rocket because he wasn't even here he was only here for one season um, but you know their former Rocket guard will stay a Rocket guard from my knowledge and that would be very very funny. If John Wall and Russell Westbrook are traded for one another again. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, by any chance, please be sure to leave a review. And if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast streaming services, please be sure to subscribe. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube